Good evening. Good evening. Hello, everyone. This is Michelle Johnson, and I am taking over the Man in the Mirror show. Welcome to the show this evening. I am super excited for tonight's show. And, uh, of course, we want to welcome our guest host or our co-host, I'm sorry, for the evening, Hezekiah L. Montgomery. Hi, Hezekiah. Good evening, Michelle. Good evening. How are you doing tonight? Oh, I am fantastic and just can't wait for tonight's show. Uh, So, as usual, I'm just going to do a little prayer before we get started with our fabulous guests, and then I'm going to introduce them. Lord, we just thank you, God. We thank you for this show tonight evening, evening, God. We thank you for the opportunity, Lord, to speak about your word, Lord, your children, Lord, the women, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity, Lord God, just to gather in your name and to be able to discuss the things that are going on with those in the ministry, Lord God. Lord God, we just thank you for everything that's going to happen this evening, Lord God. We thank you for the women, the powerful women of God who have decided to join us this evening, our our, our guests as well as even the listeners, Lord God, that will be blessed by what they hear. Lord, we just ask you to bless the show, Lord God. Bless everyone involved in the show, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for all things in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 So let me just uh, talk. I'm just super excited about Oh, I just want to put that out there again. Um, so we're just going to talk about what tonight's show is about. The, the issues of females, young and old, have long been a topic for discussion and debate since the days of Eve. Books have been written about the differences of men and women, such as men are from Mars and women are from Venus. I agree women are a special breed, but there are issues that women deal with on a daily basis, from their own personal feelings about themselves to the way that they are perceived and treated by society. Psalms 139 and 15 says, I will praise for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. So God made a mistake in the creation of the female, but is the Proverbs 31 woman still a reality? Women use their so many hats and sometimes perform roles that were they were not intended to perform. So when you get down to it, are most of these issues self-inflicted, or are they symptoms of our past and how females are treated in the home, in school, in the church, in society, and in relationships? When do the issues really start? And do females really understand their role in the family and in the church? Are the issues we encounter just in, uh, the, plan, in the plan of God for our lives? To start the conversation tonight, I am just honored um, I've enlisted the help of several powerful women to discuss the, f- the female perspective in the church, in the family, and in society. We will discuss our issues, our roles, and how women can receive healing. So tonight I have the pleasure of welcoming Dr. Val Lau, who's the dynamic first lady of Emmanuel Ministries Church of God in Christ, uh, Dr. Val, you can say hello to our listening audience. Hello, listeners. I'm so glad to be able to be with you tonight and to share 
what I believe the Lord has given me to share with you. And we also welcome First Lady Janice Holland of Blessed Trinity Church of Deliverance. You can say hello to our listening audience, First Lady Janice. Hello to everyone out there. Great. And also uh, we are joined by Pastor Erica Stanley. She's the groundbreaking pastor of Masterpiece Community Connection Ministries in Baltimore, Maryland. Say hello to our listening audience. Greetings, listening audience. I'm honored to be on the show tonight. And last but certainly not least is the fabulous deaconess, Sonia Legg of New Psalmist Baptist Church. Welcome, Sonia. Say hello to the listening audience. Good evening, listeners. Good evening, Excited about a great time in the Lord. Yes, and and I too, as I said before, I'm super excited to have all of you ladies uh, on the show with me this evening. Um, this is just a dynamic panel, and I can't wait to get into the discussion. So um, we we definitely want to hear what what God has given each of you to talk about on the show dealing with the women. Uh, but I do have, I, I want to put this question out there. Um, uh, and also for our listeners, let me say that before we get all, all the way into the discussion, if you're listening online and you do um, have a burning question, feel free to dial 917-889-2271 and press the number one on your keyboard and you will be put in the queue to ask a question. And so that's for you all. But for our, our uh, did I get that right, Hezekiah? Because I don't do that normally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got it right. You got it right. And then just awesome. <clears throat> they can log on to Blog Talk Radio. I'll help you out with that part. BlogTalkRadio.com forward slash man dash n dash the mirror if you're online and we can pick you up in the chat room. Excellent, excellent. Uh, and feel free to, to list any questions you have in the chat room and also on the Facebook event page, guys. Um, so the the first question that I really want to ask, which is the, the biggest one to me that I really wanted to get out there, is is what do you all believe, and, and we'll just take you all one at a time, what do you all believe is the biggest issue that women in the church experience? And I actually put a poll um, for this very question in the event page on Facebook, and we had gotten a few responses, but I was just inter- interested from each of your perspectives what you feel the biggest issue that women in the church deal with, or do you feel that women in the church deal with any major issues? Let's start with, um, let me see, let's start with Dr. Bell Lyles. Let's start with you. Sure. Sure. Um, I think um, one of the major issues, um, and I'm going to talk from the standpoint of a believer, um, people who know God and they're in the church or they at one point were in the church, I think a big issue deals with church hurt. Um, A lot of women, people go to church, they've been wounded at some point, and then they decide, well, that's not for me. I love God, but I'm not going to do the church. So what we have to really begin to show people is that there's no place that you will ever experience and know 
the love that you need to know unless it's been challenged by a person who you wouldn't have thought would hurt you. So if I'm in the street and somebody cusses me out and I know, okay, well, hey, they're not a believer, they're not, they have a lot of anger, I can expect that. But when it happens, when things happen to you in the church, people have church hurt and they decide that they're not going to deal with church anymore. But I am of the belief that that's the only place, that's one of the major places that you can go where your love is going to be challenged and, and grow. You can sit at home and watch television, TV shows, um, preaching shows. We have some really good ones out there. But without um, the challenges that you have to face through your brothers and sisters, you'll never know. You'll never experience what true forgiveness is and what love can be about in the church. Wow, I, I certainly do agree with that. So first, our well, yeah, let's go to First Lady Janice Hollings. I, I do want to ask a question in reference to uh, what Dr. Vellau said, but let's go to First Lady Janice Holland and, and can you put some, shed some light on that issue? Um, I agree what um, Dr. Val said as far as being hurt in the church. Um, that's one of many issues that uh, I have come across in my time um, being in the church, um, dealing with hurts, dealing with uh, women, where do they sit in, you know, um, as far as uh, you have dealing with women in the pulpit and all that stuff and, you know, just different areas of the church, you know, women trying to find their way, like what do I do, you know, how do I sit, you know, um, the whole perspective about, you know, like coming to church and, and what do I do first and this, that, and the other. But really when you come in, I think you need to come in and you get acclimated to the church first before you start uh, dealing with, you know, what do I want to do, this, that, and the other. Because I find out a lot of times when women come in, um, they get hurt first because they, they're eager to, you know, fit into this group and that group, you know, and a lot of times just come in, get something for your soul first before you start wanting to go to this auxiliary and that auxiliary because you know, we'll have time for that, you know, and then when you jump too fast, then a lot of women get hurt by the little group or, should I say, the little clicks that you have, you know. So um, a lot of times that, that happens, you know, in the church, getting hurt, um, jumping in too fast, getting into the different auxiliaries, and and not really coming in to learn of the Lord, you know, as far as their salvation is concerned. Awesome, and I thank you for that. Let's get uh, Pastor Erica Stanley, kind of your take on that, or if you agree with that, or if you had something additional. Um. Yes, um, I do agree with um, both uh, ladies had just suggested. I also think that um, from working with on the groundwork of, with people coming into um, church, their um, sometimes perspective of church is that they have to come perfect um, because they see people with the suits, the hats, and they uh, appear to be perfect. And so sometimes they are, are reserved to come as themselves 
because they're not perfect or they feel as though, um, you know, I don't fit in. Um, a lot of times I, I find a lot of young women who um, I, I work with uh, come in and they want relationships so bad because of lack of mothers or fathers or, you know, uh, whatever uh, kind of relationship they may have in their lives. And so they're coming to the church because they need that change. I think, as as First Lady said, that, you know, sometimes we want them to come into church so bad and they jump into, uh, you know, being on a choir and doing an usher. But the first, I believe, is that they need to know themselves in the Lord um, and, and getting to know who they are so that those changes can begin to take effect in their lives. Um, you know, they're, they're like newborn babes. Um, and then, you know, when they get into different relationships or different uh, sectors of the okay. church, um, their perception is that that per- person um, in Christ, because they're in church, that they're perf- they're perfect. And then when they find out that they're not perfect, they get that church hurt. Um, and so it's hard for them to come back um, back into the church and you know uh, you know co- keep coming back to the church to get Christ and be developed and you know have you know that kind of relationship that they're desiring for. But I, I really believe that um, you know we we need you know they're looking for that love and when they're looking for that love they're trying to come into the church and find that love and they don't find it or they find you know. Um, People talk about them or, you know, oh, her skirt's too short or she's not this or she's not that. Um, well, you got to catch the fish before you can scale it. <laughs> and so we got to show them that love first. You know, um, who who doesn't want to go to a place that, that they don't get love or they're not wanted? And so we just have to be careful to embrace the individual, um, you know, let them come as they are. And then um, I always say let the Holy Ghost do the work. You know, we do the love and let the Holy Ghost do the work. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I really believe that that church hurt. Um, and, and, and I always look at not just church hurt because half the time they're hurt before they come into church, but then they experience more hurt um, on top of being in the church. But we don't want to uh, push them away, but we do want to show them that unconditional love and what, what, Je- what Jesus really has to offer them. And, and not our personality. Mm, thank you for that. Uh, and, and that's actually one of the, I think um, we, we started off going a little bit into fitting in. That's one of the the options in the poll that uh, we had a couple of people looking at that, that they thought was one of the issues that women dealt with. So this is definitely on point with um you know, what the listening audience is, is feeling like. And we're going to go a little deeper into what you all said because I made a couple of um, notes uh, on some of the points that you made and just wanted to explore that a little further. But let's get uh, Deacon and Sonya Leg. let's get your take on that, that question as far as the biggest issue. So I agree with all of the panelists, but when you think I'm thinking of, the way God created us as women. So we are receivers. So a lot of times, yes, we do. We come into the church and we're hurt. And sometimes relationship-wise, we are just beat down, downtrodden. We're on our last leg and we come to Jesus and we come into his church and we meet people there, whether whether it's male or female. 
but we meet people there and we have expectations of what the church looks like, not realizing that these are people that are developing and growing. So we get involved with people and then we end up getting hurt. And then you have to sing on the choir with the guy that you were dating and then he stopped dating you. And now he's dating sister on the right. And now you don't want to sit on the choir. You can't dance on the dance ministry anymore. And her friends don't like you and her, you know, and you get, and you have the same thing that you have in the world. And that sometimes leaves a bad taste in women's mouths. The other thing is that you yes, when you come into the Lord, you need to sit down, go go to Bible study, go to new members classes, understand mm-hmm. what faith is, understand what baptism is, understand who you are as a receiver, understand that you can command your space, understand that you have the anointing, and yeah, you're the one who says yes when you're ex, but a man that findeth a wife findeth a good thing. So yes, indeed, place yourself mm-hmm. where you want to be found but also know who you should say yes to. And that comes with maturity and growth in the Lord. So that's the, the skirt length. You know, when you when women first come into the church and, you know, because men are visual people, you know, they, they, they receive sometimes a lot of chastisement about their skirt length. But as we grow, we, we do better. As we know better, we do better. And so... As we grow, as we move in the Lord, as we grow up in the Lord, as we mature in the Lord, then we start to dress appropriately. We understand the conviction of the Holy Spirit. When you put a dress on and the Holy Spirit is convicting you, you understand what it is. But when they come in as babes, we don't understand that. And sometimes as women, because we are nurturers, when when we're offended, we take it hard. We take it really, really hard, differently from men. You know, mm-hmm. they take it hard, but we we kind of we wear our veil of hard. You know, hurt. You know, we wear it and 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 we own it and we walk around with it and we carry it. So it's easier for women to sometimes come to the Lord, but when we're hurt and we're hurt. In the church, it, it's a, it's a we take it really hard, so that's that that's what I you know that I agree with you guys. And Deacon and Sonya, you actually went exactly where I was about to go <laughs> to <laughs> dig a little a little deeper because I was going to ask uh, since you know several uh, of the panel has said church hurt really affects the women. So so are we saying then that the church hurt is affecting women in a way that's far deeper than men or or you know, do we feel like it's kinda even but just women because we're women we take it take it differently or we take it more to heart. I was trying to, to get there because all of you mentioned it and I actually agree, but do we feel like it's affecting the women more than the men, uh, Pastor Erica. Um, I I think it does um, affect the women because one, women play so many roles. They're 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 mothers, their daughters, their sisters, their wives. They make the money. They gotta come home. They gotta you know clean. I don't just think it's church hurt. It's people hurt. We we use mm-hmm. the church because it's the place, but you gotta right. understand people come to church with their behavior. 
And so mm-hmm. they're looking to change. They're looking for a change that only God can can do in them. And so I think we we do have um, a, a lot of um, issues only because we give out to so many other people, and then when we're trying to give to ourselves to take care of ourselves and, and have ourselves to be ministered to so that we could be whole, we don't have nothing left to give. Mm-hmm. You know, because we've been given, we, we serve on the usher board, then, you know, when the choir member's not there, we'll go serve on the choir, you know, or, you know, we serve so many roles, not just in the church, but let's talk about our home. You know, we we got to work two and three jobs just to uh, provide for some some of the single parents provide for their children. You know, can we count on how many um, uh, homes have a two parent household? You know, mm. most of the time you would see it, it's just a, a a mom and her children. So she's working a lot, um, and oftentimes can't give to her her household because of the other things that have to be taken care of. And so, and then when we come to church. You know, we we have that expectation of, of some fulfillment um, to be replaced in us, um, but it, when it doesn't happen, okay, we're hurt. Um, but it's that relationship that 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 woman is looking for um, from my sisters, especially our sisters, because I look at sometimes our sisters, we don't give each other enough uh, encouragement and accolades and 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 say, you know what, you're doing a good job. And although she may not feel like she has it all together. Um, it can be so small and so minute, but just celebrating her for the little bit of step that she's taken um, could could give her a great success. Um, so that you know, uh, we have so much on our shoulders that we carry. You know, we're we're carriers. We're 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 natural birthers. We we're made to carry stuff, but we're also made to to burst things out. So you just can't continue to carry something and not push it out, you know, take it in and then wow. push it out. And oftentimes we don't get in a position, we just begin to carry it, but we never get in a position to push it out. And so by the time we uh, get in the place to push things out, we're too tired. So therefore, whatever's going on in us becomes either a stillborn or or, or, or dormant. Um, you know, we don't have any ministry left for ourselves. And it could just be as small as taking a nice bath, a bubble bath with nothing going on, no no, no music, no children, <laughs> nothing, so that we could be ministered back to ourselves. Wow, you you went a few places there. So <laughs> <laughs> we are definitely going to have to revisit some of some of what you said. Uh, but I wanted to, to get maybe uh, Dr. Vell's uh, thought on the church hurt affecting the women. Does it affect women more than men, or how do you feel about that? Well, I think um, I agree with Dr. Um, Pastor Stanley on the relationships that women we are we are definitely relationship driven people, mm-hmm. and so what happens is, and this I'm a firm believer, and I tell people all the time that the church is the only place, and we have to talk about whether we're talking about the building, whether we're talking about particular denomination. But when I mention the church right now in the context that I'm using is that I'm looking at it as the body of baptized mm-hmm. believers. Mm-hmm. So if, with that definition, you can be a lawyer or you can be the maintenance worker. It doesn't matter. We're still a part of each other. And because we are part of each other, 
you know, we, we wind up sometimes thinking of the church as a regular social club where, you know, I I can get in my little group and say I don't like that other little group. But the church, the baptized body of believers, is not about your group or my group. It is about Jesus being the center and we all mm. loving him and loving one another. You follow me? So mm. if we take the church back to its original purpose, you follow me? Then we and not see it as some type of social club or some type of, but because I because I have the body the blood of Jesus Christ flowing through me and you have the blood of Jesus Christ flowing through you, we should be able to relate on some place if we cannot relate anything else but on the blood of Jesus. You follow me? So mm-hmm. so because of yeah. that, you are my sister. You don't have to be in the same yeah. denomination I am. You don't have to be right. just because of the blood of Jesus. So what happens is, and, and because of the way God made us as women, we are relationship-oriented. So mm-hmm. what happens is, and many sometimes people have been hurt in relationships in the past. So, of course, they bring all of that with them. I agree with uh, Lady Stanley, um, they bring all of that with them. But once they mm-hmm. get in here, we should be mm-hmm. able to let the blood of Jesus Christ be the connector. I actually did a class on Tuesday, and I was talking about what connects us in the spirit. It's, you know, I was talking about my siblings. I have five, there are four or five of us total. What connects us is a common experience, is a bloodline. So if we have the common experience of salvation, we have the blood of Jesus Christ, uh-huh. we, I should be able to relate to you. I should be able to love you. I should be able to reach out to you. Now, I totally agree that we're at different levels, and I think women have a tendency to be feel to feel deeply on things, and um, mm-hmm. and that sometimes those emotions, that mm-hmm. feeling piece of us, mm-hmm. can get mm-hmm. us all out of the Word of God. Well, you know, she don't yeah. like me, so therefore I'm going to act this way. Or he doesn't like me, I'm going to do this. You know what I mean? But it'll get us out of the Word of God, so we cannot go on our emotions. We have to go. We have to be based upon the Word of God. And I think that's where the church has to take its stand and say, as you know, as believers, I'm, I'm going to love you. You know, you can be hateful, you can be whatever, but I'm going to love you because, you know, Bible said so, and God has given me grace too. So. Wow. Mm. I, I really, I, I feel that, um, well, first I want to say that I, I definitely uh, agree with you all on the the facet of that we we are, you know, we're more emotional. And, and some women have a problem with, with you saying that okay. in reference to them. But, you know, that is that is simply just how we're made. We we are we are the nurturers that someone mentioned. We we take care of the children. We take care of our husband. We we take care of the home. That you know we we just take care of things, and so we we feel things on on that deeper level. And so I I, guess, I don't want to use the wrong words. So if if no one if you don't agree with my choice of words, feel free to change it how you how you would like. <laughs> But I'm going to put it out there as the way I'm thinking. But I, I'm trying to figure out maybe has the church grown impatient with with the women and us and our emotions, mm-hmm. trying to get a hold of our emotions because that mm-hmm. is a battle. Mm-hmm. That is a battle, a battle inside for women to uh, be able to wave the, the emotional side of them along with the spiritual side and to be able to allow the spiritual side, not that it can't be won, but I do believe that it's a battle. So 
So do you do you think the church maybe has kind of grown impatient with with the women just trying to get ourselves together and get out of our emotions sometimes and keep it about Christ as Dr. Vell was saying? I'm gonna pick on uh, First Lady Janice Holland to find out if you have a, a point of view on that. What far as uh, women and their emotions? Yeah, I think that's just the way uh, the way I feel. I think that's the way women are, far as their feelings. It seems like men, on the other hand. They handle things in a different way, but I think by us being, like you said, um, we're, we're we're emotional, we're we're caregivers, we're you know we're caring and nurturers, and you know it's like our feelings is like real sensitive in in areas. So yeah, we we tend to, you know, hold hold things a lot, and 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 our feelings. In the way Hello I'm Hello. here okay. <laughs> can, This is Pastor Erica Can I can I um, add something to that Michelle Is she still on there I don't Michelle. know Uh uh-uh. uh well, Go ahead she, I'm sorry go ahead she dropped off for a second But she'll be back right in Go ahead, um, okay. Pastor Erica. Okay. I, I love what you said, um, Dr. Lyles. Um, one of the things that helped me to overcome um, with women, because as a child growing up, I was bullied by women, uh, young women in my early age. So it was hard for me to have relationships with girls. You know, um, are they going to like me? Are they going to pick on me? So that transferred when I came into the church. You know, um, I needed God. And I needed bed because no one could understand my household. My household was dysfunctional. And so um, someone told me to go to God's house and everything will be all right. And so the, the perception is that, you know, my life is going to be a bed of roses. And what I, what I realized, you know, we, I, get, I got there, no, it wasn't a bed of roses as far as the relationship with the women, but what happened is that, the, the Lord began, the Holy Spirit began to work on me. Mm-hmm. And the more I kept coming, the more I kept changing. And my dress was, my breast wasn't exposed as much. Now, you 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 know, um, I have a young lady that who's been in the ministry. Uh, yes, when she came, her dress, her clothes wasn't all that. But guess what? The more I loved her, the more it covered. The, you know, the more you love the more it will cover. And they need to see an example of a true woman. See, we don't have a lot of Naomi's now. We're of the mothers of Zion now, you know. So, you know, so so we need someone to, you know, that we can look up to. Because back when we were younger, we had mothers that we could look up to. You right. know, I had a mother who told me, you know, you live with your boyfriend, that's shacking. I said, well, what is shacking? I didn't know what shacking was. I was doing me. <laughs> So, so and I, I pre- but guess what? I appreciate that mother being very truthful, and and I I got into the word of God to find out what that was because it wasn't right. So so we have to uh, love um beyond their sin, beyond their fault. Not saying that we accept the sin, but we gotta love the sinner. You know, right. we gotta love them until their change come. 
oftentimes we want a change to happen right away, but if we look at real, uh, realistically in our lives, change doesn't happen overnight. We got to work at it. You know, um, I use one scripture that helps me to stay focused, and I even myself in this point in time in my life, I have to go beyond my fear, and my fear is trust. Because I was bullied when I was younger, um, because sometimes women we have, you know, challenge each other or we say, oh, you know, she doesn't look like this, it's light skin, dark skin, we, you know, all of the mm-hmm. race issues, all of those kind of things. But what helped me is love thy neighbor as you love yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. It, now, I can love you depending on if I love me. So if I don't love me, I can't love you. So I have to allow the Lord to work on me so that I can love you. It's a it's a like a McDonald's a two for one deal. <laughs> you know, I, I, and and guess what? We really want to have relationships with our sisters. You know, our moms. You know, we really want to have that fulfillment of those relationships. But how do I begin? How do we begin talking? How do we get this started? Because you know what? It, it 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 I'm I'm fearful to get out of my comfort zone. How do I get out of my comfort zone? And sometimes it takes us. You know, um, you know, coming and say, you know what? Let me have lunch with you. I don't want anything from you. I just want to get to know you. I just want to love you. And sometimes it takes us a couple of times to go to the people or women that comes in the church, uh, 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 you know, so that they can get that wall down. Because they they gotta trust you first. Exactly. I'm gonna I'm gonna see you through my little peephole mm-hmm. first, and then I'll come to you. Because I gotta see if you uh, you real or you not. Absolutely, you know. I, I think also that as we mentioned, women are we're moms, we're nurturers, we're wives, we're um, employees, we're employers, we're running businesses, and sometimes mm-hmm. you know we have to learn to listen. Sometimes we come in and we get busy in doing the Lord's work, but we don't mm-hmm. take listen to other people because we still have on that supervisor's hat, that business Mm -hmm. person's hat, that entrepreneur's hat. We still wear that hat, and sometimes as women, we forget to take that hat off and be a part of the, you know, the the learning experience, even if we are in leadership in the Mm -hmm. church. can You know, servant leader is what it's called. So we have to be able to follow and sometimes that is a part of the learning curve you know that's mm-hmm. a part of the learning curve we don't we don't always listen and sometimes we have to listen you know and and, and wow. then change and be able to interchange with other women but sometimes we we hear things but we don't really listen and we make assumptions. Sometimes we we don't hear what a person is saying because we jump to the conclusion right away, or we give them the answer right away. And this is what you need to do. And everyone's situation is different, even in 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 marriages. Right. You know, I grew up in church, so in New Psalmist, so even with and and having been the facilitator of the marriage ministry. 
learn how to listen because everyone may be singing the same thing in a in a marriage class about their husband in the trash and not taking it out and these kinds of things. But you have to also listen to what other people are saying because my way of dealing with it in my household may look totally different mm-hmm. from the way this next person has to do their situation because it depends on the personality and the experiences of the person that you're engaging. So it is. Wow, this is this is is a really good discussion. It was so good, in fact, I knocked myself off air. (laughs) But (laughs) we we have to take just to give everybody a chance to breathe for a second. We have to take just a slight break here from our sponsors, but this is this is just a really good discussion. Like, we're not going to have enough time. We may have to come and do this again if, <laughs> if you all want. But, um, yeah, let, let's take a break um, for our listening audience. Do not uh, go anywhere. Stay tuned, and we will be right back after our short break. We are going to hear some more of what our our fabulous panelists have to say uh, in reference to the women, the female perspective uh, of women. So we thank you all. Just hold tight, and we'll hear a word from our sponsors. A note from a few of our supporters, Music Instruction for All Learners, where music knows no age. If you're interested in music instruction, such as piano lessons or instrumental lessons, please contact us at 888-501-8650, extension 778, to set up an appointment to talk to our instructors. And this is new. This just in, H.L. Montgomery Enterprise is hosting its first event, an evening with an author. Wow. Have you always said that you wanted to write a book? Well, talk no more. Come meet Hezekiah L. Montgomery. I know that guy. Writer of the riveting novel Rediscovering Kai as he hosts a writer's workshop on July 16th, 2016 at 443 Bel Air Road from 12 to 5. The cost of the workshop is $85. You will be in what we call a writer's boot camp. You will also have a chance to meet one of the best publishers around, Miss Tyshina Davis, founder and CEO of Purposely Creative Publishing Group, a a boutique publishing company specializing in literature that empowers others through social awareness, education, and personal transformation. Another sponsor is Kirby Boss. Kirby Boss Project was created to empower, inspire, motivate, and change the lives of full-figured women. Kirby Chicks are Boss Chicks, too, not to mention beautiful, intelligent, and talented. Please check them out on Facebook at Curvy Boss Project. And their website is uh, at www.curvyboss.com. And for our listening audience, this is the song of the week. I know that all things are 
We are back live with Man in the Mirror, and we are having a fabulous conversation with our panelists. So just want to remind our listening audience, if you have any questions that you would like to ask our panelists, please press number one on your keypad, and you will be put in the queue to speak with uh, our lovely guests this evening. So, ladies, <laughs> can everyone hear me? Just making sure. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. Great. All right. So we were we were kind of discussing. It was a few points going on. This 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 uh, discussion has been really really awesome. Uh, but w- one of the things I wanted to kind of hit on is the women and kind of our tendency to get involved in a lot of the auxiliaries and things going on in the church. And and I heard a couple of you say uh, that you, you know, you kind of feel that women need to take the time at, uh, you know, when they're first coming in the church to grow spiritually before before getting involved in all these all of these auxiliaries and auxiliary uh or you know uh like uh missionary board and and church cleaning committee and all the different committees uh, do you do you feel like these things really take away from the spiritual growth or, or they you know if it, if it's too much they take away from the spiritual growth or you know are those things cuz for some of those things i really think that they can almost be used as as like a sister sorority kind of thing where you really can get close to some of the people in the church and get to really know them on a personal level by working alongside them in a church but i wanted to to kind of uh you know, see what you all were thinking in reference to to that. Get a little more. Let's go with. Um, yes, I heard somebody speaking. Go ahead. Well, I, this is Dr. Lyles. I I understood um, this statement, um, meaning that sometimes people can get so focused on the auxiliaries to they miss the kind of purpose of why they're in church in the first place. So I took it from that standpoint. I can understand that, but I do feel that you need to be connected somehow, whether it's a small group, whether it's um, um, you know you go through new members. New members shouldn't be so long until you you know can't get out of it. But um, you go through new members, and then once you do that, you have to be connected somehow. And so sometimes joining a group. Uh, whether you want to usher or, you know, whether it's um, – I do admit that there are certain things sometimes in the church that can be um, – for example, I always tease the members of our church that kitchen ministry sometimes can <laughs> throw people, you know, make them run out the church screaming and hollering mm-hmm. and I'll never go back. But <laughs> but um, there, are certain, there are certain things that I think are a little bit more safe um, that people can at least connect to one auxiliary or one one piece that at least gets them, like, as you say, connected to other people so that they can feel apart. It's important for them to feel apart. But that's just, you know, I understand sometimes people will come in and get too over-involved and then they can't they can't get to the meat or the crux of, of the ministries. For example, like Bible study, they'd rather go do all the other things than maybe come in to hear the word. 
and that can I think can create a problem as well. But I do agree that they they need to be connected in some way. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, yeah. Uh, so we were, we were kind of heading towards uh, one of the final things that we wanted to talk about, which <laughs> it's a good thing because it's nine fifty. But <laughs> but uh, we were talking about the healing. And so uh, one, of, one of the reasons that I, I really wanted uh, Deacon and Sophia on the line is because she is involved with, uh, with Baltimore City Schools, and, and she does a lot of great things in the schools with the young ladies and just, just uh, connecting with them. And I, I really, you know, I wanted her to kind of speak because on, on that particular side of it because, you know how young do we do we feel that these issues start affecting the, the females that are in the church? Is it just the women, or is it the young ladies that are experiencing, you know, some of these things as well? And and what do we if if we feel that way, then what do we feel like we can do to to keep them engaged, to keep them growing spiritually, and being able to you know. Uh, get through their young age and, and make it to being a woman and still be involved and fruitful in the church. So, Sonia, I'm putting you on the spot with that one. But. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I can look at that from a whole lot of different perspectives from my students that I deal with in Baltimore City. As a person who did grow up, literally was born, christened, and never left that church and growing up as a young adult, I, I think, and as a kid and as a youth, the, the hurt is not just women, and it's not, you know, secluded to teenagers. It happens when you start to recognize relationships and you start to have little girlfriends who don't, you know, want this one. And, you know, you know, kids go through things as they mature. And as you mature, if you're in the church, you're going to experience some type of something that you don't like. Well, I think the difference comes in in 2016 in this. Like I grew when I grew up, I had a girlfriend who dated a guy. They dated for years and years and years and years, and then he left, came, moved away, moved out of the city. He came back. He came back with a wife, <laughs> and so she cried for Sundays on that Christ thing and watching now. She really, you know. And so you go through those types of hurts, even as a teenager. But for these kids that we deal with, they deal with on a larger scale. These things existed when we were kids, but not to the magnitude that they do now. These kids are dealing with depression, um, confusion about their sexual orientation, bipolar, homelessness, mothers that are being beat, mothers that are working five jobs to make ends meet, mothers who are entertaining sugar daddies just to help put food on the table. And so when they come into the church, most of them are unchurched in in the sense of not understanding the whole development of Christianity or church and scripture and they just completely so they do come unfortunately we look at them when they come into the church because they have on pants like oh my word they have on jeans 
But God said, render your heart, not your garment. They will learn these things. Because for me, my perspective is that, and what I always tell my young ladies is that you're going to see a king. What do you have in your closet that's worthy of coming to see the king? You know, but you got to get them to that place first. So I don't, when they say, you know, Miss Leg, I'm going to go to church with you. I don't say, okay, what you got to wear? Okay, baby, because you come as you are. Whatever you call dressed up is how we're going to go. And as you go, I'm going to love you into Christ. I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to be your example. If we church, and when I say the church, this time I'm talking about the church in your heart, the people, because we are actually the church. When we start loving these girls, because they have a lot of hurt that that manifests itself in anger, crying, you know, not wanting people to touch, not wanting people to talk to them, being very sassy. I mean, girls are sassy anyway when we go through that teenage years. You know, sometimes we're not very likable when we're figuring out who we are. And then you add all of those extra things, all of that extra baggage. They come in that way and then experience things that sometimes may not make them leave, that may make them leave the church thinking or feeling another way, like those people are phony, or as the kids say, that you got to keep it 100 with me. You know, they <laughs> they don't feel that sometimes from us because they feel um, excluded because they're wearing jeans or because they still listen to secular music or, you know, those kinds of things that they're going to do because they're young people. And they're new in, and they're babes in Christ, and they don't understand what their triggers are as far as what's going to take them back into the world and, and what's not. They don't know because they're just venturing in. Wow. Yes, I, I heard somebody uh, about to comment, and you can do so. I just really wanted. Um, Deaconess Leg to, to comment on that because I know she's personally like right there in the trenches kind of involved in that. And I thought that was one of the, the things that, you know, we we would want to talk about too because, you know, before we're women, we're young ladies. Yeah. Uh, did anybody else have anything on that? Well, <clears throat> um, okay. The young ladies, um, we have to invest in them. We we really mm-hmm. need to make an investment. Um, mm-hmm. I'm over a group called the Young Women of Excellence in our church, mm-hmm. and so we have to make an investment in them. We cannot just decide, oh, I don't understand why she's acting like that. You, did you hear her language? Did you see what she did? Did you see how she's not acting like a lady or whatever, you know, or whatever? We have to make an investment, and when we don't invest, and I, I agree with uh, Pastor Stanley, where are the mothers? Where are the mothers? We need we need mothers, people who even – mothers is not about an age. It's about a, mm-hmm. a, a mentality and a state of mm-hmm. caring. And so we need mothers who are going, people who are going to rise up and say, I care about you. You may not be my birth child, but you are a child and or you are a young lady, and somebody needs to be able to say, I'm going to take – and make an investment in you. I mean, if we all on this line even think about it, we can probably, I'm sure, point out some women 
or somebody in our lives that made some type of investment in us. I have a godmother who made an investment in me. You follow me? My own mm-hmm. mother made an investment in me. So I think we, we have to we have to decide that this life is not about us, but in order to help somebody, it's going to take time and energy and your own resources to, to be able to be a blessing to somebody else. Absolutely, and it has to be genuine. It has to yes. be genuine. You know, you have to truly feel that calling, that prompting, that urging from the the anointing to do it because these kids can sense. If you're just mm-hmm. pretending to do it, oh, yeah. they will sense it in a quick second and will turn you off and will not come back or they, they will not kind of let you in. Right. You know, so they wow. – and, and, so want to, to find a mother figure. You're right. If you look on my Facebook page, some of my students, they'll be, Ma, I only have one child, and he's a boy, and he's four. But they're like, Ma, can you do this? Or, Ma, put your glasses on. You're going to They call me their mother because I fuss at them. I correct them. I tell them. But I tell it to them in love. They know that because it's genuine. It comes from a place of true love for them, not because I want to hurt them, not because I want to be mean, but because I truly care about their future. Right. Absolutely. And I I think that actually, you know, how one of the ways we're going to close the show out, because I really wanted, you know, you all, each one of you, to give uh, something that you think would be a blessing to the, the women listening, as well as the young women, um, you know, as far as going towards their healing or blessing their spirit, like something that you would want to impart to them. And, um, you know, we'll, I guess we'll start with, uh, how about Pastor Sanders? Amen. Well, I, I want to impart into women, um, a, a lot of young women that I have worked with over the years, um, Nothing happens overnight, but what I did impart into them is that my love doesn't run out once it sees the first sight of trouble, that my love remains through their transition. They may came in as a caterpillar, but all as they're going through their transition, my love was still there at every stage in their lives. And to, to know that true love, real love, will be there in the beginning and the end because Jesus is love. And I know that he, his love didn't run out on us and, and it continued to be there. So I have that love, that that love will heal, That knowing that that love, um, loving you, even though you may feel like or seem like you're not lovable at this point in time, but mm-hmm. as God, as you continue in Christ and continue to pray and continue to stay in him, yeah. You'll change, you know, and that love will evolve, not only just us, me loving you, but you'll begin to love yourself so that you can love others. Absolutely. Amen. Thank you for that, uh, Pat Anley. And uh, Deaconess uh, Sonia, something okay. that you want to leave. Okay. So what I would leave is that you're not alone. You're not in this alone. Whatever you're in, Someone has been with Someone has been there. It doesn't matter. There is nothing new under the sun. It, you're not the only one. We may all be, do go through it differently, but you're not the only one. You're not alone. 
Thank you for that. And First Lady Holland, what would um, you leave the audience I with? I am in agreement with what the ladies had said, and mainly just to continue to pray and ask God to uh, lead you and to guide you. Um, like it was said, uh, you're not alone. Someone else out there is going through the same thing. But just know that God has your back. Amen. Thank you for that. And last but certainly not least, Dr. Val Lyles, what would you like to leave the audience with today? I would like to leave him with a word um, called uh, from Psalm 62 and 8. And it says, trust in the Lord um, and pour out your heart, pour out your heart on him. And the reason why I want to leave that is because what happens to us many times is we get a lot of things bottled up inside of us and we start acting out. And we have no place else to go. Uh, We have been praying. The Lord laid it upon my heart about five years ago to pray, start praying every Saturday at 8 o'clock. So we meet at the church every Saturday morning at 8. And we pour, and there's there's something about pouring your heart out before the Lord. And a lot of times people don't realize you can talk to the Lord about anything. So if I can leave anything with the people, um, the women and people listening, is you learn to, to communicate with the Lord, learn to pour your heart out, learn to tell them the truth. Just tell him how you feel and watch and watch him. He will then begin to speak to you and begin to deal with you, and he will start working in your life and doing things that you will amaze you. It's just have a relationship with him. Spend some time with him. Make sure you get up in the morning. Give God five minutes, ten minutes, but make sure you spend some time pouring your heart out to him and in prayer and seeking him, and he will then take care of everything else in your life. He wants a relationship. Without that relationship, I don't care how many times we have relationships with other people, the first thing he says for us to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength, mm-hmm. then love thy neighbor as thyself. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you for that. And and I just have to say, this is the quietest that I have ever heard Hezekiah L. Montgomery. <laughs> but I, <laughs> all these women. They're trying to take over. Exactly. <laughs> but I thank him for allowing me to, to take the show over today because this was an excellent show, excellent. We didn't have nearly enough time. It is five minutes after, and I want to thank our many guests who are in the queue for just hanging in there with us while we were still going, and we thank you for that. And we just thank everyone for calling in, for listening. I really want to thank my absolutely fabulous panel tonight, Dr. Val Lyles, First Lady of Emmanuel Ministries, Church of God in Christ. First Lady Janice Holland, you're welcome. First Lady Janice Holland of Blessed Trinity Church of Deliverance, thank you. Thank you. Erica Stanley, Pastor of Masterpiece Community Connection Ministries, thank you so much. And Deaconess Sonia Legg of New Psalmist Baptist Church, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for having us. No problem at all. All of you are definitely welcome back. 
Well, ladies, you know, I'll let her end the show, but you guys did a marvelous job tonight. We had a couple comments in the event page. Everybody, you know, they were enjoying it. And, you know, I just stayed back. I said I was going to stay back and let you ladies have the show because, you know, it's something that's needed. And I loved everything that you guys were talking about. So with that said, um, Michelle, I'll let you end the show. Well, we just. We just really thank you all for joining us tonight. We thank our listening audience. Uh, we will see you guys. I'm going to take Hezekiah's line tonight. So you guys have a fabulous and blessed evening, and thank you once again. And we will, see, we will see you at the mirror. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.